When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a Live Nations Friday, Lucy. edition of the program. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. There's Director Matthew on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. Appreciate you uh, jumping on board. Just an hour to go. By the way, if you're in town later on this afternoon, this evening, early evening, however you want to look at it, 5.30, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Appalachie Parkway, myself, Corey Clark, for the happy hour show should be a lot of fun. Always is. Certainly a big game. A lot of people in town. A lot of people excited uh, about what's happening. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know that time will be fun. Hopefully the game uh, will be fun. Did you get into a, some sort of disagreement on the in the chat here? I just flipped over to the chat and I'm hearing I no, not a disagreement. Uh, just oh, okay. point of clarification, that kind of stuff. Tunnels and bubbles and such. They're going to need bubbles. Th- quick game. Need them all. We run tunnel screens better than Jimbo hoped we could ever run tunnel screens because he certainly tried them, and they never worked in those days. But we do a good job of that particular play. We'll need it tomorrow night. I uh, celebrated the first time we ever executed that properly uh, under Jimbo. It was only the one time that we did. It happened. It it is on record. I remember calling Corey. Did you see it? But then this regime, fast forward to where we are now, we run it like like we were born to run it. We run it really well. Mike is great at it. Well, and you got to have dudes who can block, you know, on the perimeter. That's that's part of it. But yes, Micah, his the dynamic of there. There was one play. Was it Boston College? I forget which which opponent it was. But he waits to hit full speed mm. until he sees the trajectory of the ball and he looks for the course of intersecting on it. He's not waiting and then starting the run. I mean, in those old days, about six seven years ago, it's just it looks so much harder. And then Pittman makes it look easy. <laughs> Everything looked harder. Everything looked more yeah. difficult. Everything looked arduous. Everything was difficult. 
and it made me very frustrated. Somebody just noted, and they're not wrong, everything looked a lot harder when Jameis wasn't under center. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, he, he had a way of erasing some problems within the offense, both schematically, physically, all of it. It was all, yes, that guy. And, uh, you know, that's why you go number one in the draft. That's how that works. Now, whatever happens in your NFL career is a different discussion, but he was uh, the best in the country that year. Well, and we had RPO bubbles in that offense, too, even as pro style as yes, it was. It's yes, just, you know, there weren't a lot of receivers who cared to engage and block. And that's the best part of what this group does week in, week out consistently. They engage. They stay in the play. Even if it's not their number being called as a target, they stay in the play and they try to make a difference. And that's really good to see because that's culture. Yesterday on the show, we got asked a question, and it reminded me of the unenviable position that Austin found himself in for Warchant.com doing the matchup analysis article. <laughs> You've got to go. For those that aren't familiar, if you go to Warchant.com, and by the way, it's just $10 for uh, the annual subscription now. It used to be a buck, as we well know, but it's now just $10. It's 10 bucks. It's a hammy. It's nothing. It's not much at all. Uh, that said... I always like those segments because you kind of, you know, you, you wrap your mind around the individual matchups of the segment groups, I guess I would say. is you know, passing game versus Clemson's secondary. You get, you know, FSU's rushing attack versus Clemson's run defense. Then you get offensive line versus defensive line. And I started thinking about Austin having to write that piece, and I was like, hmm, if you can find a way to identify an area in which Florida State is definitively better than Clemson. You, you almost want to lead with that. Lure them in. Get them, reel them in a little bit because the overwhelming majority of those matchups are going to uh, unfortunately side with the Tigers. And so I read his piece and I did laugh. Um, uh, it, it, Tigers, 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 all, all down the list there. There wasn't much. And then he tried to create one a little bit. You know, defensive line versus Clemson's offensive line, even as banged up as we've been, he's like, I'll give the edge to the Knowles there. All right. Their O-line is better than last it's year. Much I think the way year. the way that Lee said it was funny, and I think it's true when he was doing the breakdown of the game. Last year they were terrible. This year they're serviceable. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And then he moved on to the next point. But I think that's fair. And I just wish, and it's, I don't know, even if let's say Fabian does play, what what version of himself is he? But if you got the defensive line from the LSU game, Florida State's version of it, to play this Clemson offensive line, I think it could get fun. You'd be making some plays in the backfield. But it just is hard to see that even if a lot of these guys are active, that they are the best and most healthy version of themselves. They're going to be playing with busted whatever it is, broken wing, uh, issue with their lower half, whatever it is. These guys are going to have to be playing through something in the defensive interior to, uh, tomorrow night. And we don't know. Which guys are playing or not? The I mean, period, we, we don't yeah. really even know who's going to play. That that is a problem. By the way, if you're wondering, just for that piece, I'll quickly tell you: Gene Williams took Florida State twenty-three twenty. Ira Chaffel took Florida State twenty-four twenty-one. Corey Clark took Florida State twenty-seven twenty-four. Wow. Jeff Cameron took Florida State. No, he didn't. Clemson thirty-four. Florida State twenty. Tom Lang took Clemson 34-28. We both arrived at 34 for Clemson without having consulted one another. It's strange how that works. Yeah. Aslan took Clemson 27-21, and Austin took Florida State 21-20. I don't know if Austin has ever picked against Florida State in a game, ever in the history of the program. I think he has. I don't think so. 
I may be wrong. He may have last week. Might have been Louisville. I yeah, I don't I forget. Know. Anyhow, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm out there with a 14 point loss. So I'm, I'm the guy that believes less or the least. Well, the you know the path to feeling distraught tomorrow night. I won't use your phrase. So how about distraught? Is that you know the quarterback continues to have issues, and you're having more of those conversations on oh, the sidelines. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the path to where Florida State only scores 17 or 20 or 24 points. Yeah. I think if he's in it, they can get to the upper 20s. But it's an important thing to monitor, monitor, and we'll see through the first quarter and a half tomorrow night, what is he? And and even then, we've proven offensively the last two games that we can be awfully streaky. You know, We had four or five empty possessions in a row against Wake Forest, and then the drive chart against NC State was four punts and two interceptions. And one of those punts was basically a turnover inside your own 20-yard line anyway. So you've got to see if you can prevent those strings of a handful of empty possessions in a row. It's your only chance. I don't even know you'll get that many possessions this game tomorrow night. It's interesting. Um, Shannon is in the studio today. Legendary home loans. More about them in a bit. Uh, but but we were talking during one of the breaks. And you know you can look at this in a lot of ways. Obviously, we all want Florida State to win the game. We would love to see this upset. But to your point that you're making right now, we were talking big picture about what has to happen if, in fact, we don't win the game, right? What what has to happen moving forward? And you can still have a great season. You really can. I mean, based on preseason expectations, everything is still pretty much on the table. If you take care of business, if you are able to get to eight wins, and I told you before the season that we if we could get to eight wins, we all kind of agreed on this. There weren't too many people that didn't think that eight and four was a was not a great season, right? They'd be very excited about it. Again, I always bring this up. Wins and losses happen for a reason. Who you lose to, when you lose, how you lose, all affects you emotionally. It affects the way you perceive a season. But the bottom line is, if we could just talk about numbers, if they go eight and four, you'll take it. Why do I bring that up? Well, you brought up Jordan Travis, and you're talking about what would – what would really upset really the vast majority of the fan bases if we continue to regress or he continues to take a step backwards and we see him emotionally um, and, and, and visibly shaken, uh, then, then that's going to be a problem. I, I don't foresee that happening. I think Florida State may just lose the game because they're not good enough to beat Clemson. It won't be because he's having a, a breakdown or anything like that. I, I don't see that. Yeah, the hard part, I think, for this point in the season, and we're about to get to bye week number two, is you feel like they should have been rewarded to a greater degree. This coaching staff for the work that they've done, and I'm not trying to put it all on the players because certainly the coaching staff has mismanaged some situations, and that's yeah, rough. Happens. Yeah, sure. But given the amount of injuries that we've had, that we could legitimately be 5-1 and one right now is an unbelievable testament to the work that they've done in the spring and this whole offseason. Because I wouldn't have thought it was possible to sniff 5-1 and one if Fabian Lovett wasn't available since the LSU game, if Robert Scott's out for multiple games, if Bless Harris doesn't take a snap against a Power 5 team this year, if Kane Lyles isn't in the rotation, and you go down the line, Jordan Travis isn't available for two and a half quarters. Like that's All of these things that they've accomplished in spite of that means that in truth, the ceiling was a little bit higher if they just got a little bit luckier health-wise. You could course correct, maybe get lucky tomorrow night, win a game that you're not supposed to win, and, and it's kind of balanced. It's kind of justice at the bye week if you can get the win tomorrow. But if they don't, I'm going to lament the fact that they actually did a lot more work to be better than the 4-3 and three record suggests. They just didn't 
capitalize on those opportunities, and that stinks. It's why you play a season, though, because every week is another opportunity to get back on track or to be what you think you are, right? You know, the Bill Parcells thing, you are what your record says you are. Okay, well, if we're 4-3, and three, then we're 4-3. and three. That's not too far off the mark. I mean, no. I, you know, I think that's about right. But, but you, but you, you my... can end up being 9-3 and three or 8-4. and four. But uh, you get my point, right? That yeah, I do, it, I do. Had they been just, let's just say, normally lucky with injury luck, not not terribly unlucky that you had these positions, these specific players go down. If they had the normal amount of injury luck, then we would be here today talking about, oh my goodness. I think if Bless what? Harris plays last week, they beat NC State. Right. I believe that. Uh, that's how bad that side of the line was. I really, yes, I think they would have won that game. You, you might beat Wake Forest as well. Maybe. I, I'm less bullish on the conversation they, around Wake Forest but as they the rest had, of the guys are. But I, I some su- significant problems at tackle. Both tackle positions. I don't, Bless could have been deployed, and he helps that matter greatly. He would have helped them. I, I just think Wake's better than Florida State. I mean, I, it pisses people off to hear that. I just think Wake's better than Florida uh, State. It doesn't piss me off, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a chance to win that particular game on that Saturday with another player you do, of, you do. of merit on the field because then you could repurpose a Jazz or a Darius Washington to the, to the interior, helps out the Demetri Emanuel situation, and now you're cooking a couple of these plays that are open that you don't There's have time no for. There's no doubt Florida State's better if he plays. I mean, I'm not arguing with you there. I don't know that it would have been enough to win the game. Yes, they had a shot to win the game anyhow. The milk has already been spilt from the injury bug, so you can't cry <laughs> over it. My point is that I think they've done a lot more work than the record suggested they've done and a lot more good work. I wish they were more rewarded for it, but go get the win tomorrow, and then you know what? It feels about right. Five and two. It's a simple go get the win tomorrow, but that is... Uh, oh, that's right. It's just that easy. Yeah, just go get the win tomorrow, guys. Yeah, that's that. this is of the three games. This is the hardest. Uh, <laughs> you lost a wake at home as a favorite. You blew a 17-3 to lead at halftime of the NC State game, and they didn't have their starting quarterback for a good bulk of that second half, and you still lost the game. That That is... Somebody told NC State last week, just go win the game. Yeah. You know? Leary's out. Who cares? Go win the game. And they did. It's funny, though, because that is the anti-coaching staff argument. Like, I'm with you. Everybody knows where I stand on this. I, I believe in what Norvell and company have done. And I'm not one of these extremists in this situation that thinks that uh, because they've made mistakes, they should be supplanted. No, you can acknowledge mistakes and note that that happens everywhere and also look at the good and talk about the balance of that. But they did lose a game where the other team's quarterback didn't complete a pass last week in the second half after we knocked out Leary. They did obviously – you know, lose at home to Wake Forest, and we're down significantly in that game before rallying, and it's great. You get kudos for that, but it hasn't been a perfect campaign by any stretch. There is enough to, to frustrate you. I get it with the fans saying, yeah, but I'm just not enough. I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. It's just like, okay, well, yes, but there's also a lot of good to your point. So if we're 4-3 and three after tomorrow night, I'm not panicking. Oh, all is not lost. I'm not it's talking just... about this as a lost cause. I'm saying... Now, don't get me wrong, I fall under that same umbrella of wins and losses happen for a reason. Yeah. So if I'm sitting here watching 63-7 to tomorrow night, right. we might have a different talking point. Sure. But I don't think I'm going it to. It just feels like if this is the front nine of the season... You know, you went double double to yeah. finish the front nine, and yeah. you were, you know, you're and you about, were you were even par prior to that, or yeah. you're about to cart it, you know, yeah. against expectations, yeah, yeah, yeah. a nice little thirty-one. Now you're making the turn at one under or even par, and you go, 
Ugh. This could have been so much more. I really screwed that up. But Trey would just tell you, hit the next shot, man. Yeah. Let's not lament this. Let's not. It'll even itself out. Maybe you'll birdie a hole next nine that you're not supposed to. That's not fun, Dre. We like to wallow. Maybe you'll go down to, to Miami and beat that ass by 21, and that's a game preseason that we predicted to lose. You get a few See of those, what I'm saying? You get a few of those pieces back over the bye week. We could be hell to deal with in the second half. Five games would remain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we could win all five. Yes. And know. it would not be stunning to win all five. No. There it is. That's my point. Just buckle up. Just hang in there. And maybe, just maybe, good Lord, we're having this conversation after a shocking victory tomorrow night. That's right. That'll be six in that a row. That would be something indeed. You Ten could and score. Two. You could score a VIP fan experience at the FSU UF game on Friday, November 25th, courtesy of Bud Light and Triangle Sales. Text Bud Light Fan 22 to 855 297 for a chance to win sideline passes, hospitality passes. Two tickets to the game plus Bud Light and FSU fan gear. That's Bud Light Fan 22 to 855-297-9460. Make your football season epic with Bud Light. You have to be 21 years of age or older in order to enter for complete contest rules. Visit trieaglesales.com. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 ian writes my family will contact you jeff if the Knowles win i'll be in the funeral home Ian, keep it together. I didn't even issue the cat. I didn't even issue the cat five. Back-to-back losses kind of dampen the mood for the cat five. And um, the fact that we're, you know, I mean, we're not exactly playing for a place to win the division, you know? Woo! Oh, oh, missed it. All right. What did I miss? What did I miss? Ryan, JCS PR firm ruling required. Is it ever appropriate to storm the field after a win at Doak? So I was down on the field after a win at Doak. Uh, I saw somebody else in the chat mention this earlier during that conversation that they were in the background uh, on Tennessee Street uh, in the Democrat, the picture that was posted. My buddy Eric Jacobs was as well. Uh, he's now a foreign service officer. He's He's got this really heady job, and there's a picture of him holding the goalpost. Uh, so I was down there for that. Uh, that was a long time ago. That was the 90s. And um, Forest State was continuing to rise to uh, to be a, a preeminent superpower in the world of college football. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of a scenario by which we would storm the field anymore. 
I mean, when you've won three national titles and you had 14 consecutive years of finishing the top four, when you've been, you know, I, I bring this up a lot, Florida State in the last 40 years, 50 years of college football is uh, one of, and in some categories, the most successful programs in the country. I don't know that you it warrants ever storming the field. I can't think of a win, not even tomorrow night, obviously. Uh, when would you do it? Yeah, I don't know of a scenario by which to do it because I wasn't here in the 90s for those field stormings. So I've never known a field storming. So no. And it's been 15 years since I was an undergrad. Sadly, so yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't think so. I don't I don't think there's a time that we would uh, storm the field, and we ought not. Uh, to answer the question from Ryan, JCSPR firm would tell you, no, man, no. We got. I'll give you an example. We got so good and so consistent. I say so good. We got to a place where we were consistently good in basketball that I would get annoyed. When our fans stormed the court, and I, everybody called me an old man for bringing it up on the air. When I said, "Stop doing that," we win big games all the time. We finished in the ACC's top five five years in a row. There was a stretch where we were uh, one of the two winningest teams in the ACC period conference play over the last four years. Why are you storming the court? We beat Duke all the time these days. What are you talking about? Stop doing it. I think the closest example in my time since I've been here since '06. Maybe the Florida game in 2010 was the candidate. Maybe that that the 31 to seven. I mean, we were down on the field for that, you and I, and it was fun. Because it was a purge, you know. There was a cathartic yes, moment. It was very cathartic. Go. Yes, like they, but, we we had broken from the shackles of suck. If not that day, yeah, we had a lot of time to build up to it. Yeah, it was a chilly afternoon. Had that oh, touchdown pass man. in the corner of the end zone. You and I witnessed the dysfunction on the sideline yeah. with Florida. That was the. Uh, it was a soft. Blue sky in Tallahassee that evening. Oh, it was just gorgeous. You remember um, uh, who were the, the the offensive linemen, the, the the two brothers that ended up playing? One played for the Steelers. The Pouncey twins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were big fans of the murderer. Um, yeah. So the one Pouncey told Urban Meyer in front of us, "F off." That was the best. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that was that was incredible. Tom writes, go to Olds, go Bills, heading to Miami for the weekend, finally get to watch football again. All right. I've got the Bills winning that game, by the way. Woo! Um, Bills Chiefs, right? That should be a lot of fun. I would also note that, uh, oh, sorry, Florida Man in Texas, if we play our best and luck swings our way like LSU, we can win. The nerves are starting to build here in Texas. Go Noles. I, I'm not nervous because I don't have expectations of victory. Uh-oh. Yep, yep. Doesn't mean we can't win. No, that's, but there is a calm in your voice. I get nervous when I think we're going to win, and there's a lot to lose if we don't. I don't think there's a lot to lose here. I'm, that That's going to piss people off. I, I'm just telling you, I don't think there's a lot to lose here. I'm tired of losing to Clemson. I'm tired of not being good enough to beat a team we used to beat like a drum for eons. I'm tired of not winning the Atlantic. I'm tired of not winning the conference. I'm tired of not being a player in the college football playoff. I agree with all of that. That's fine. I can acknowledge it. Yes, I'm tired, tired, tired of all of that. But our current reality suggests that this isn't a game where you stand to lose a lot as a program if you falter and, and lose a game as an underdog to a better football team. You don't. 
which is why I like Leo in the shrink's office in The Departed, my hand, steady. <laughs> it is. I'm not nervous. I will. I'm Now, I will tell you, I'm excited. I love Saturday nights at Doke. I love when there's an atmosphere like we're capable of. You know, we've been over there before where you get chills. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be over there for 40 years. There are any number of times that I can tell you that I've gotten chills in that stadium. Going back to the 80s. 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. I hate saying it out loud. But, but yeah, I, I've been over there in moments, whether it be 1987, whether it be, I mean, I'm, yes, I go back. I can talk about these moments where you feel it. You kind of, whoa, this is different. It's what you're going to hold on to your whole life. You'll love it, and at least in terms of your sports memories. But that's always cool to experience. It never gets old. But there's a difference between eagerly anticipating that, embracing that, celebrating that, and also expecting to win. I don't. I don't expect to win. If they do, it's a pleasant, pleasant surprise. I think you kind of agree with that. Yeah, it would not be a shock. But it would be a, a pleasant and welcome surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't say it'd be a shock. No, I, I'm just. I'm there have been moments where point. I've said on the airwaves over the last five years that it would yeah. be shocking. Yeah, this would not be a shock, but it would be warm and welcome, and that would be a wonderful post game show to do. Oh, look at that! Isn't this a delightful evening? Good evening, everybody. The Knolls are five and two. Wouldn't it be great? Uh, I mentioned this before, and I want to mention it again. He's right across from me enjoying the broadcast right now. Uh, Shannon Young, legendary home loans. But it, that's there's $250. It's $250. Every, after every home loan given out that goes towards uh, Rising Spear. And I talk about this all the time. But if you didn't know that, that's one of many reasons to go see our friends at Legendary Home Loans. And I bring it up often. But just know that. In addition to being Knowles, die hard, being in town, going to the game, celebrating with their fellow Knowles, and trying to do everything they can to make that experience uh, a lot easier, going through the process of getting a home loan, everything that I tell you about on a regular basis, they're also giving money to Rising Spear. They want to win and win badly, and I want to win and win badly, but they're also reasonable. Give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. That simple. My mother is going to take another beating next. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Friday continuing, and that means it is time. Get some wagers in against Mom, who is uh, trailing yours truly for now. It's not out of control. It's not a. It's not a massive uh, margin here, but uh, I'll have to double check with her in a second after you cue it up, Tom. We'll. Uh, I can't remember specifically. I, I know that I had it right with the Jets, and she didn't. And I can't remember the others. So she'll have it. She'll have it down on that sheet. Go ahead. And now for another edition of the family pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mana, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. 
All right, Mom, so how many games behind are you to me? I am five. Woo! Woo. I lost all three last week. Took a whooping is what you did. I'm telling you, I was devastated. I am telling you, I just, you won, you said you won the Jets game, you did. Going away. Yeah, that was a kind of a shocker, wasn't it? Not to me. Definitely <laughs> not. And then the uh, New England game, you... Uh, I blew your ass out in that one, too. Yeah, I Detroit, I don't know. Was that 37 to nothing or something like that? I, I think. No, it was a ridiculous game. I just was shaking my head. And then the other one was the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. Yeah, won that one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I... I said to Tom, thank God it's early in the season because I have a chance here. We were doing so good there. We were even Steven, and then I was only behind two, and then Lord knows last week it was terrible. Well, here's your opportunity. Let's dive right in. And actually, I I do think it's a weird week. I know you say that every week. It makes me smile. But I I do think this week has a lot of interesting games to circle. And I don't know. Maybe we're on the same side of the ledger of all of them, but we'll see. I, d- I doubt it. Well, I had Washington last night. I don't know who you had. I had Washington last night as well. I think both teams are horrible, but I, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Justin Fields right now. He's been less than stellar, and actually we should have lost the game, Mom. The Bears, I, I, I think I take it back that the Bears are a, a, probably a better team than Washington, but what are you going to do? Oh, I know. It was very, very bad. I mean, they were even making fun of the game at halftime, those, those announcers. I, yeah. You know, that's another thing. I do not like those Amazon Prime announcer people. I, I Well, Mom, it's Al Michaels who's been doing the game for 100 no, no, years. I don't mean, oh, no, no, no. I don't mean them. No, I love him and Herb, Herb Street. I'm talking about the talking heads that are on before the game and then they come in at halftime, whoever all those people, that Clarissa or Marissa or whatever her name is. And um, Why do you hate them? I just don't like them. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I just don't think they're very good, and they say dumb things. And I, I just, I, I think they need to totally revamp those those people. Well, I don't ever watch the pregame show, so I have no idea what they say. Uh, and I don't watch a lot of these Thursday night games on Amazon right now because so far they're just giving us the worst games of the week. I know, I and the worst of uh, talking heads. Yeah, no, I do not. Uh, isn't I'm trying to think now. Um, the guy from Dallas is on there. Um, well, we don't have to vet it, Mom. Let's get to the games. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, you you need to watch it so you can see because I think you'll agree with me. Okay. San Francisco um, at Atlanta. I'm taking San Fran. Me too. New England at Cleveland. Yeah, oh, man, this game really gets me. I think this is going to be a goodie, but I took Cleveland. I took New England, so we... Oh, uh, okay, all right. I got New England here. I think Cleveland's defense, though, and I, I it's at Cleveland. I know you don't think that matters, but I, I, picked, I think it's going to be a goodie. Well, I hope you're right. I'd like to see good football. The Jets are at Green Bay. I do think that's a good game. Yeah, me too. I took Green Bay. I don't know if Green Bay's that good, but I took them. I'm going to take the Jets on the road to get the upset. Okay. Oh, Lordy. I'm all over the Jets this year. Jacksonville at <laughs> Indi- I like the coach. I know. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Oh, I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm going to take Indianapolis. We are off to a start, aren't we? we Here we are. go. Oh, this, is, this could go really bad, or I could make up all my games in a week. You could. This will be interesting to hear your next pick. Minnesota at Miami. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to 
take Minnesota. I think this is a toss-up game. I really do. But I think without uh, Taglia Vaughn. <laughs> Just say Tua, Mom. Tua, yeah, that's easier, <laughs> isn't it? Um, well, anyway, I think without him, they, they're not as good. So I took Minnesota. I took Minnesota as well, although I'm not as excited about it. Cincinnati at New Orleans? Yeah, that's – I don't – isn't that funny? I think that's not a very good game. I took Cincinnati. I'm going to take New Orleans. Oh, my God. Here we go. I ba- don't think we've ever had this many different. I think both those teams kind of stink. Baltimore at the Giants? I know. that. That's a goodie. That game is another It is one. a good game, actually. It is a good game. I know. I thought it. I took Baltimore, but I, I think the Giants could win. I took Baltimore as well. Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh, we both took the Bucks. We did. Carolina against the Chargers. Yeah, I took the Chargers. Yes, you did. Arizona at Seattle. I think this is another game that is a head-scratcher. Um, I never know who Seattle's going to be. I don't know Arizona. I took Arizona. I am so torn on this game. These two teams both stink as well. Um, uh, I'll take Seattle. Oh, my God, Jeffrey. Here we go. Here we go. I love it. This is not good. I don't like this week at all. Buffalo at Kansas City. What a game, huh? Yep, best one oh, of the year. Man, that is a game to beat all. I took Buffalo. I Me took too. For revenge. Me too. Uh, Dallas at Philadelphia. That's another good one. Um I took Philadelphia. Me too. Denver at uh, – oh, I think I screwed up earlier, didn't I, guys? Yeah, you should have corrected me. I had Carolina, and I said the Chargers. It was the other L.A. It's the Rams, but we're both taking the Rams anyhow. Uh, Yeah, I took the Rams. All right, Denver at the Chargers. My apologies. Yeah, oh, I didn't – I know. See, I was – I didn't even catch that. Okay, and then now we got the 49ers. No, 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 Denver at the Chargers. Oh, we didn't pick that yet? I'm sorry. Yeah. I took the Chargers. I did too. And that's it. That's no. all. What about 49ers at Atlanta? It was the first game we picked. Oh, we took the I took the 49ers. Me too. Oh, okay. I beg your pardon. We skipped right over it. Yeah, oh, we went straight Lord. to it. I mean, it was the first one. We just were like, yep, no, nope. we took San Francisco and moved on. Oh, my gosh. Now, we have got – let me see how many we've got different. Five. One, two, three, five. Is that, is that what – oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. You should go. <laughs> Mom, you should go. You never do this. But just to have fun with it, because we have five games that are different, you should yeah. take it to a local watering hole that has, uh, you know, the NFL Sunday ticket and watch all the games at the same time. You can have a blast. Oh, I could. Oh, my golly. <laughs> that's, a, that's an idea. Well, I don't know. Oh, my goodness sakes. I'd be Get you, be, get you a good Chardonnay, Mom, and sit back and watch the football. Uh, people people would be looking at me like, what's wrong with that crazy woman screaming and hollering? Yeah, well, they'll say maybe she's a gambler. <laughs> oh, my Lord, that'll be a riot. Well, you never know. I kind of doubt it, but uh, what time are the Bucks on? Do we know that? Yeah, we know that the Bucks play at 1 o'clock. Oh, okay. All right. I like that better. I don't like to have to wait all day. Because you get nervous as if you're participating. I, I know. Do. It cracks me up. I absolutely do get, get nervous. Bye, Mom. Love you. All right. Good luck with Clemson. Thank you. All right. Love you. Love Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. There goes Mom. She's nervous. She's flustered. There's five picks that are different. That's pretty close to what LaMarcus Joyner once said, which was good luck, good with, luck that with that Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. Do we still have my Suck at Clemson uh, sounder? It's somewhere, yeah. See, we, we haven't f- needed to use it because we haven't beaten them since uh, well, 2015. We had requests from all of those moons ago that maybe when we come back we can 
have fun with it and 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 use it. But I yeah, I forgot that I swept last week. Uh, by the way, you got to give me some credit here. It's awfully bold to take the Jets on the road at Lambeau. It's bold, absolutely. Yeah, I think they may be the better team. When I watch Green Bay, I watch uh, a a defense that I thought was going to be very good, which hasn't been, and I don't see any weapons at wide receiver. There's a guy, and they got a, they got a couple dudes, but yeah. nobody's no, nobody. Yeah, Lazard's good. a dude, and yeah. Dobbs is okay. Yeah, but, but there's yeah. nobody that you're like, oh. Meanwhile. I mean, if you Sauce might win Rookie of the Year, he's been one of the best corners in football, and that's a game changer, especially going against average receivers. They get Wilson back; they're they're not bad. I agree. I'll be honest; I'm a little thrown off because right outside the window, some dude is just going to town on some hedges, and <laughs> there aren't that there aren't many hedges out there. I don't, he's been there for ten minutes. Where that was going concerned me very briefly no, no. there's a dude outside going to town I was like where's he going what is happening here <laughs> we've almost made I mean, it through the friday show there's not enough there's not this much grass in the city that he's been out here <laughs> just hovering for the last 10 minutes oh man we'll come back wrap it up we'll look at those probables as well jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chant tv the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com Uh, Tom got pulled over, apparently, while listening to the show. $253 ticket. Tom, slow down, baby. You'll get there. That stinks. Uh, she took the bills. I, too, took the bills. See there? We don't hate the bills. I think the bills are the best team in football. I agree with you. And that offense looks like it's on a mission this year. And it's a lot of fun to watch when a team is doing that, especially when, you know, the NFL is designed for that not to happen and you're still capable of stuff like that. They're good, man. They're really good. They're fun to watch, too. Um, he said to the press last week before their matchup with the Steelers that this is not going to be a game where we take them lightly. We're going to take this very seriously. And they then beat that ass senseless. Oh, my goodness. Well, it was over in five minutes. And, uh, by the way, that's also interesting to watch. The Steelers, for the first time in a long time, are just not any good at all. Not even remotely. Really don't stand much of a chance to win more than, what, six games? Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's only because it's a 17-game season. I mean, they're, they're rough. They're, they're hard to watch. They're not very good. So, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I think at some point you just decide to, to where you're beaten and, and play your rookie and see if he can play. And he might. He might be able to play. And he and Pickens have a thing going, too. So that's good. That bodes well for the future. So if you're looking for the long term, it's that those two have a nice connection. Let's build around that. Yeah. And, and, and this is, we talk about the lack of patience in the modern era with everybody having a voice on social media and the noise, the chatter, the buzz off the field getting louder and louder and louder with each passing week and the performances maybe not being where you would expect them to be. Uh, Mike Tomlin's always won. Uh, he deserves a huge amount of credit for that. They don't have losing seasons in Pittsburgh with him at the helm, but I think that comes to a, conclose, a conclusion now. It, it, it's it's going to happen. They're going to have a losing record. They're not real good. And if you decide to play a young quarterback, then you got to deal with that. It, it's tough. I mean, you're going to lose a lot of games when a guy is adjusting to that. But 
Um, you have to do it for a lot of reasons, though, if you're in Pittsburgh right now. And this is really true of a lot of teams. Like, the Bears have to figure out what Fields is. Uh, I be, Listen, it's not trending in the right direction for him in any way, shape, or form. And the reason I bring it up is there's a good quarterback draft coming up. So I think guys are on a shorter leash yeah. around the league right now because there are some guys coming out that people feel very good about. That's true. Also, I, Fields has been victimized by oh, he's been that screwed. ridiculous administration and staff. No, and it may very well not be his fault, but you know how it works, Tom. If you go yeah. somewhere and you don't succeed and you struggle for three and four years, you may never get it right there. You may need to start over. And there are very few, I will say this, there are very few quarterbacks in the history of the league that go to a place and they're a high draft choice, and they fail for whatever reason at that particular place and then move on and have great success. Very rare. Tannehill is a, is a good example of somebody that went on to have success. I'd say he's a plus player, not a great player. but Not he's, at the level of, yeah, the yeah, hype. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, a, he's a plus player, though. I mean, he left Miami and became this thing that is workable, and they won, and they've won. They, they you know, win, didn't win a Super Bowl, but they've been good. And it's largely built around the run game, but he's made – plus throws in, in big situations, but how many guys? Like, we're waiting to see if Jameis can do it, but... That I, situation just keeps that getting... That keeps getting worse. Worse and worse. Broken back well, doesn't I mean, help. He's, you know, he's hurt. I mean, he's hurt. He's not even playing right now, but, I mean, that situation's not a good situation. I don't know, man. I don't... There aren't too many instances where guys have left and, um, you know, were a high draft choice, went somewhere, high expectations, failed for whatever reason, their fault organization's fault, whatever, gone somewhere else, and then succeeded to the level of those initial expectations. I mean, just think about it. Just kick it around your brain. It's hard to find a guy. So, for example, if uh, they end up in a situation where Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville, if they don't have success soon, and they're better than they were, they're no great shakes. That was an ugly loss last week. It was a very AFC South game. That was a hideous game, and it's actually kind of a, kind of a bad loss for a Jacksonville team that thought they were beyond that now. But if he doesn't have success this year, well, you know, obviously he was victimized by the incompetent Urban Meyer and all that happened there. But I'm not telling you that I think that um, he just goes somewhere else in two years and, and has success. I'm not real sure that's true. I mean, I, there are very few guys who have done that. So play the hell out of these guys early, and then you find out, and then draft again because the penalty for being wrong on quarterbacks or first-round picks is not nearly as penal as it once was. Yeah. It used to be, hey, you better ride and die with that dude for five years because you are going to be salary-capped hell, but that's not true anymore. No, that's uh, Sam Bradford was the, the last, last one. one. Yeah. He got it in under the wire made all that And money. he got a second contract, too, on top yeah, of it. Yeah, well, he was riddled with injury, but yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's do some uh, Tallulah CBD Juice bar, gummies, floating, juices. It's time for <laughs> how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Have you been hey, since the? I, I wanted to ask you this question because I remember what it used to be for me. Well, very seldomly in my life have I had it happen, but it's true of the NFL playoffs too sometimes, but not for this job. But can you watch postseason baseball right now? Um, like I can today because we'll be at the CP for the happy hour and it's going to be on. But I'm saying so if you were at the house, would you watch it? Maybe. I mean, you love baseball, but it's hard when your team gets to the playoffs and they get bounced because it, I know how that is. I know like, you're like, ah, 
I mean, we watched some of the uh, the West Coast game the other night, and that was fine. Yeah. But it's not appointment television. Mm. Put it that way. All right, here we go. Got one going on right now in the Bronx, and it's interesting. Two to two. Two to two in the fifth inning. Guardians, Yankees. Shane Bieber started for the Guardians. Nestor Cortez started. Nestor? There it is. The Yankees. Braves, Phillies, 437. Come on, fighting Phils. Spencer Strider, who's been really good. Aaron Nola, good. Should be a great game. Yeah, game three. Strider is on a stringent pitch count or inning count. Should be two. He's almost like an opener. Two or three okay. innings. Okay. But still, I mean, he's yeah. real quality. Let's hope he gets lit like a Christmas tree out here today. First inning, eight nothing fills. Wouldn't that be something? Dodgers, Padres. Keep it going, Padres. Screw the Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin goes for the aforementioned screw the Dodgers. And the Padres will throw Blake Snell. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. I was looking at a number. Where is that number? Yeah, Sean Clifford, 39th career start. That's right. Just J.J. McCarthy's fifth career start. So that could be a good advantage for Penn State. Uh, where is it? 17th in line yards. Yep, Michigan's defense has been good against the run, but they haven't faced somebody who runs it like Penn State runs it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick against Michigan because J.J. McCarthy just doesn't sound like a winner of a quarterback. <laughs> that name, that's, that sounds like a slot receiver. That does not sound like a quarterback who's going to be winning Maxwell's and Heisman's. I love that you just went out there and said, this is not based on scientific at all. No. I just don't like the guy's name. J.J. McCarthy ain't that dude. Now, freezing, he might be that here dude. comes freezing cold takes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't, now, don't post it on Twitter. Just say it out yeah, here and you'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, right? The name? That doesn't strike fear in your heart. J.J. McCarthy? Uh, He's gotten better as of late, uh, but he's not. He's He still looks like a very young quarterback. That's like, what he looks like. He could be a two-guard off the bench. And oh, he, shooting threes all day? Yeah. Annoyingly so? Could be the J.R. Smith type. You know, that kind of player who, oh, don't let J.J. McCarthy get hot. Oh, uh, well, you know, we lost well, tonight. We lost game three. J.J.'s out here. Because JJ? you're thinking of J.J. Redick is why. No. It might, I don't know. It just has that. It has the flow to white it. White J.J.'s seem to be able to shoot. I'm just telling you. I'm just like any white well, J.J. I mean, out there can probably look, shoot. J.J. Stokes was a good receiver, <laughs> and he wasn't white. That's true. It's just J.J. McCarthy? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I know you guys wanted to know before we sign off, so I'll go ahead and give you that update that you're starving for at the Zozo Championship where I have a lot of money on the line. Uh, And I will let you know that Ricky Fowler is tied for the lead. Ricky Fowler. Ten under par. Ricky drops a 63 for that ass. What are we doing out here, Ricky Fowler? Must be a Friday. Buddy, that's going into the weekend in first place. I'm just telling you, get excited about Jay, uh, Ricky Fowler, not J.J. McCarthy. Sorry. Keegan Bradley. Now, J.J. McCarthy would win the Zozo. Zozo. Yeah. <laughs> He'd win the Sony Hawaii as well, and then you wouldn't hear from him the rest of the year. I think that J.J. McCarthy's a pretty good player. Yeah, he missed four cuts in a row, John. You're still thinking about Hawaii. Ten under, man. Is Ricky back? Tom Singh. Is no. Ricky back? Was Ricky ever here? Yes. He had all kinds of runner-up finishes in the go. majors. That should, that, he should wear silver on Sundays, not orange. Did he win a gold medal at the Olympics? No. No, that was... Uh, You're rooting against him, aren't you? I thought Rosie won the gold. 
And then Shoffley won the gold recently. Hideki Matsuyama. There's a player. Yeah, he's at even par. Ten strokes back of Ricky Fowler, That's buddy. All right. Ten strokes back, pal. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Happy hour time at Corner Pocket. We'll see you guys tomorrow at Hotel Indigo. Peace. Peace.